Are you a 3PL spending more time and money than you'd like recruiting and onboarding logistics roles? Then it's time to check out Rapido Solutions Group, the leaders in nearshore logistics staffing. Located right next door in Mexico, they have access to the freight talent you need. From carrier sales to tracking and tracing and everything in between, they can do the heavy lifting for you. So if you're ready to get your time back and want to move fast, check out Rapido Solutions Group. Visit GoRapido.com to get started today. Hello and welcome to the Bootstrapper's Guide to Logistics, the FreightWaves podcast highlighting founders doing it the way that doesn't get a lot of attention. We're here to change that and grow the small business community in our industry by sharing their stories and inspiring others to take the leap. I'm your host, Nate Schutz. Let's build something together from the ground up. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. We have a special episode today, at least it's special to me where rather than interviewing founders and getting to know their story, I'm going to take a few minutes to share part of my own story today. So I want to spend some time to just pause and reflect on the last six months of the podcast and how it's gone and maybe get some encouragement myself. I'd like to be honest and share that this whole thing here is bootstrapped and you know, making the decision six or seven months ago to start this process was quite terrifying. And I'd never run a podcast before. I didn't know how to market or promote a podcast. I didn't know how to have a script for a podcast. And I wasn't sure anybody would care to listen. And that's just me being honest. And so now that we're six months in, it feels like the right time to pause and look back on the progress that we've made in the learning that's happened and all the new relationships that have grown out of this. And see where it goes. So I don't have a a whole script for today. I'm freewheeling some of this and took down some notes last night, but hopefully some of this applies to anybody who might be wanting to start a business themselves. Or if you've had questions about my own journey, maybe I can help answer some of those today. So first, let's just dig into you know the decision to start a podcast. Where did that come from? Well, last year, right when COVID hit, I had the idea that I wanted to start a community on Twitter for the logistics world. And if you're on Twitter and you're active, you can find pockets of Twitter dedicated to certain things. And sometimes it's small business or sometimes it's real estate or a cause or a charity. There's these different subgroups that kind of develop on Twitter, but there wasn't really anything happening for logistics. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great if we had a small corner of this social media platform that was somehow dedicated to logistics and put together a bunch of thoughts and reached out to a handful of people and got onto some phone calls and met some great people on Zooms and nobody cared, fell completely flat. We didn't get any traction and it was humiliating. I had thought there was a need for this and that if I simply put it out into the world, people would find it and want to be a part of it and just a complete and total disaster. And so I you know, humbled, you know, went quiet on social media for quite a while trying to figure out, well, you know, what did that mean? Did that say something about me? Was I doing something wrong? And then sometime later, there was a post on Twitter by Craig Fuller, who's the CEO of FreightWaves and saying, hey, I want to start to highlight some of the founders in the bootstrap logistics world and who's interested in partnering together on this. And I slept on it. Or actually, I should say I didn't sleep on it. I I spent all night thinking about it because it's 
kind of the intersection of a number of things I'm passionate about. I love small business. I love working with founders. Obviously, I love logistics. And I wanted to get better at storytelling myself. And so I reached out to him and we ended up having a couple of conversations and decided on a format for the podcast and generally, you know, what it might accomplish. And that was it. And so then I went off on my own and had to learn how to do a podcast. I got a ton of help from a bunch of people. So first off, I got to give a shout out to Dooner at Freight Waves for taking the time to teach me some of the technology and the tools that are out there. Kevin Hill, who was gracious enough to be the very first guest on an untested show and be willing to have whatever happened, happened. And Frazier Goodgame, who is also at Freight Waves behind the scenes, does a lot of the editing and you know system stuff on their side that without the three of them, none of this would have happened. And so learned that you just have to ship it. Started recording a bunch of episodes, got really sucked into editing everything, wanted it to be just right, and wasn't actually publishing because I was so terrified of it not being perfect. One day, a switch flipped, and I realized I'll be stuck here forever if I don't just push this button and send it out into the world. And I did. And the response was pretty good. I didn't expect much. It was better than I expected. People said, yeah, this is really neat. You know, cool episode, you know, neat that you're doing a podcast. And then started publishing a few more episodes and learning not to chase perfection, instead to just make incremental progress and learn that for me to do this, it's easier to just be myself and not come up with a whole script and turn it into an interview. I really want this to be a chance to tell stories. And it's easier for me to tell somebody else's story than my own. That's part of why today is a, another test for me. It's a chance for me to grow and share part of my own story, which is not always the most comfortable thing to do. And then it began to get into a rhythm of, all right, I've got a founder network I can reach out to. People are starting to hear the show. And taking interest in it. And hey, can I be on the show? And and that was a shock to me. All of a sudden, I had people reaching out to me and saying, I want to be a part of that. And it started to become its own thing. And I started to develop some confidence in it and really develop real relationships with many of the founders. I mean, we still talk daily even to some and, and weekly to most where it feels in some sense that I've found a part of my own niche in the world. And That just started to become part of my week. Every week I would take notes. I'd have a phone call ahead of time, you know, loosely plan, you know, a discussion and then get it edited and sent off and found our groove. And then I remembered that part of my original goal a year and a half ago was to become a better storyteller in general. And so I started to study storytelling and realize that there are frameworks for some of the most powerful stories in the world. Rags to riches is one, good versus evil, star-crossed lovers, you know, the Cinderella story. Those are all, you know, well understood story structures and realize that for most founders, it doesn't fit perfectly any of those storylines because everybody's story is completely unique. But there were a lot of commonalities. And so I just needed to learn to get out of the way and help unlock their story rather than be the one telling it. And, you know, being in the passenger seat instead of the driver's seat has become a real joy for me. And again, we just found now we're in third year, perhaps, and making more and more progress. And then 
someone shared with me, you need to learn how to write. Instead of just sharing stories, you know, on in audio, you need to start to focus on your writing and be more consistent with it and do it on Twitter and do it on LinkedIn. And so I bought a course on copywriting, something I didn't even really know existed in the social media world. And it was like a magic key. Suddenly, I could organize my thoughts differently. And when I shared a post, it would get more traction and it would get more views and people would engage with it more, not just because the content was good, I hope it was, but also because the structure of it was good. The chance to learn from other people has been perhaps my second greatest joy. These are areas outside of my expertise. I'm an operator. I'm a logistics guy. I'm not a marketer. And to get a chance to learn from people, an entirely new skill set has been wildly exciting. Maybe my favorite part of doing all of this, though, has literally been getting to know so many founders. I mean, I could rattle off probably by memory, all 23 episodes that we've done. Some of my favorites so far, you know, recently we had Christy with Conditional Logistics on and she shared her story about having to, she's the CEO and she still has to do the dishes in the break room. And something about that really just resonated with me. Onu OKBA, who gave a masterclass on how to acquire a business. If you're not somebody who can start one zero to one or you're not comfortable with that, there's another path to entrepreneurship. Mike Malikov, who you know, traveled basically the world and ended up in the US and has endured a ton of risk and change and separation from his family in his life and is now, you know, building his dream. Danny left Chicago, went to Mexico, started a company with one of his buddies, and they went from zero to four hundred and fifty employees in under two years. And he, you know, shared about how his dad, you know, was a, a huge part of that. Andy with Silo has already had one successful exit and is now building his second one. And then there's folks like Muhammad in Chicago who started a trucking company. This is a guy who somebody called him. It was a wrong phone number. And instead of just telling him it was a wrong phone number, he took the call and then solved the guy's problem, turned it into a business. Andrew Hodson, who, you know, self-taught programmer is dyslexic. So he can't, he has a difficult time reading, but for some reason, software code, he doesn't have any trouble reading at all. These folks are absolutely incredible, every single one of them. And they're also completely normal. They don't have superpowers that the rest of the general public doesn't have. Yes, they may have some unique insights or they may have a different kind of work ethic or a tolerance for risk, but every single one of them, you know, still has challenges in their lives, whether it's, you know, relationships or financial or health. They're not immune to any of those things. And so to get to be a part of sharing their story while they're out there, you know, building their dreams, almost building in public is an honor. I don't say it lightly. I have such an appreciation for what they do. And especially those who took a chance on being on this podcast before it was anything at all and said, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to help you. You're a builder. You're trying to bootstrap something yourself. I've got your back. I'll support you. I believe maybe the next iteration of what's happening is some kind of a community is actually starting to take shape. Years ago, I tried to build a community and it flopped. And now I wasn't intending to build one. And one is starting to emerge. And that paradox just makes me smile because despite my best efforts, sometimes I, I'm not successful. And then when I just get out of the way, good things happen. So now we have a broader network of founders and 
have been able to start connecting them to each other, not just one-on-one, but even in groups where they're able to open up with each other and share some of their struggles, get some education on key issues that they're facing, and just get support from people who understand what it's really like. No idea where that goes, but it feels like there's something there. The feedback has been terrific. It made me realize, hey, I, I have to continue to develop and adapt myself. And so the next you know, iterations of what happens are I'm learning how to make a website. I've never done that before, and I don't understand how it works. And yet I want to be able to have a place for people to come and get some content and maybe spin up a newsletter that you know, summarizes some of the podcast episodes. And I don't know how to do any of those things. As I record this, it's you know, the beginning of July, and that's my next chapter is to continue to learn myself. And then in terms of those that are listening, first, I'm beyond grateful at the people who listen and the few who take the time to either leave a review or say something encouraging. I get messages every so often and somebody says, hey, that episode really had an impact on me or this founder's story really had an impact on me. Don't underestimate that small you know, two-sentence encouragement. I have had days where I wonder if anybody cares. And then I get a note like that and realize that people do. And it really does offer me tailwinds. So anybody who's been a part of this journey, I really, really am grateful more than you know. Speaking of listeners, I've realized that we have likely about three different groups of people who are listening. One are existing founders, people who want to learn, want to hear other founders' stories and want to connect with them. It's obviously a passion of mine. And so if you're a founder and you're listening and, and you'd like to connect or maybe even be on the show, reach out to me. Let's definitely chat. And I'd love to get to know you. There's another group of people who have day jobs and are professionals and they want to you know, learn more about you know, the founders in the business or founders in the industry, or they want to learn more about the industry itself. And they're often maybe the largest number of listeners. So thank you if you're one of those. The third group is what I've started to call future founders. They are people who have ideas and have put some pen to paper on a business that they might like to start someday. They may not have a fully fleshed out business plan. They may not have the resources, or they may be doing this on the side, trying to build something so that they can take the leap themselves one day. And that's the group that I'm starting to hear from the most, honestly, is Thank you for showing that there's a way into starting a company that doesn't rely on having a ton of connections or being in private equity or venture capital and you know part of some exclusive network where you can get you know millions of dollars in funding. That group I've started to have a special affinity for, I guess in part because I can relate to it. Here I am trying to build this podcast and this community now myself with no experience. And so I some days feel like an imposter and have this deep desire to build something special and yet have no idea what I'm doing. So if you're one of those future founders, I'm so glad you're here. I will share that I have a new vision that has started to pop into my mind that maybe one of my goals in my life would be to help a thousand people become entrepreneurs. Maybe it's actually 10,000. Maybe I'm not thinking big enough. Someone told me last week, Nate, your vision is good but you need to think way bigger. You're onto something here. You have to shoot for the moon now. And that goes against my nature. So I'm, I'm learning to harness some of that feedback and maybe apply it. But if you are one of those future founders, please keep tuning in, reach out, and I can likely connect with other people 
who are in the same boat and maybe even looking for a co-founder, somebody who might be a software developer and has an idea but doesn't know sales, somebody who has a ton of relationships with customers or carriers but doesn't have the means to get started. And maybe you can find each other and build something together. How cool would that be? I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you to the rest of the folks that have been a part of this, even if they don't get mentioned on the show or by name. First and foremost is my wife, who has been completely supportive in this. She chuckles every day and says, my husband is now a logistics influencer. And I reject that title, but she refuses. Says that I am now a social media influencer. She has poured into me all of the confidence that I had in order to be able to take this leap myself. So forever in debt to her, as well to my kids who have taught me some of the social media stuff. And I even heard my 14-year-old son brag one day that my dad has a logistics podcast and his friends thought that was cool and it blew my mind, as well as my parents and my brothers and sister that just continue to offer support kind of quietly in the background. It's never a solo effort, even though this is a solo show today. It is anything but. So as we go into the holiday weekend or you come out of it, depending on you know when you're listening, I just want to say thanks again for being here. Thanks for being a part of this community. And let's keep building it and let's see where it goes. Take care. Thanks for listening to another founder share their story on the Bootstrapper's Guide to Logistics. If you'd like to become part of the story yourself, please subscribe to our show and leave a review. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.